0: As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important
1: it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at alliantenergy.com slash assessment You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad
2: Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
1: Okay, and we are live, but you all know the drill. We gotta let the stream breathe here just for a few minutes. Make sure it's nice and stable. Not minutes, seconds. I think we're good. We got green check marks. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, whose name I am not going to botch this time. (laughs) You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, today, man, it was so nice being able to wake up and know that The entire day, the entire slate of the morning and the afternoon and all the way into the evening was replete with nothing but football. I haven't
3: moved from this chair. I've been locked in this position looking at my TV for the last, uh, what is it, seven hours now. So it's been great. It's been kind of weird, though, too, watching these games with no fans. It's like a lot of preseason vibes. Then you tell yourself, this is regular season week one. There's always that mystique about opening day, and it just seems a little weird this year with no fans and cutouts in the stands and artificial noise. Regardless, though, like we've been saying since March, I'm just happy it's football,
1: Chad. I'm just happy it's football season. Yep, it's back. You know, we maintained optimism that we would get NFL football this fall. And, you know, we uh, we were grateful to the football gods that they opened the way and vanquished that nasty bug. We'll call it CV. Everybody knows it's the word that shall go unmentioned on this podcast. But, gang, we have a great show planned for you tonight. Not only are we going to find out what's on your mind, we're going to talk a little bit about this slate of games from Thursday night through today, all the different AFC West implications that came out of the Chiefs. Chargers and, of course, the Raiders games. But really, tonight's show is all about our guest. Here in just a few seconds, few minutes, we're bringing on the Mad Fanatic. I'm sure most of you know full well who the Mad Fanatic is and are familiar with his music. But he just dropped a new album on Friday called The Mad King. And we can't wait to get his thoughts on today's topics, AFC West, get his take on Drew Locke. I think those of you who heard his first single might kind of have an idea what his thoughts are on Drew Locke. But... We'll get uh, down into the nitty-gritty with the Matt Fanatic and bring him on here in just a couple of seconds. First, though, really quick matters of business, gang. Make sure you head on over to sportsbetting.com and use sportsbetting.com for all of your sports betting needs. The NFL is firing up today. It's a reality. It's here. No positive tests from the word that shall go unmentioned. That nasty bug, so far so good. It seems like it's smooth sailing. So we're going to have football for the next 16 weeks. Football guides willing. So make sure you're using sportsbetting.com to fulfill all of your sports betting needs. Also, make sure, again, you're following the podcast on Twitter. Pretty easy at up Pod while you're at it, at Mile High Huddle. You check those two boxes, follow those two accounts. You won't miss anything as it relates to the podcast or breaking Broncos news and analysis. Just a really quick reminder: head over to huddle get your swag on, get yourself a hat, get yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie. If you're not in a position to do those things. Each and every one of you can do these three things. Subscribe, like, and if you really love what we're bringing to the table for you here on the daily, make sure you share this out there and help Mile High Huddle and the Huddle Up Podcast continue to grow and reach new, like-minded fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice, because the NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action, use promo code OVERTIME, and double your first deposit. New players get up to 1000 bucks in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you already love and the games that you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie, and here's the best part. Overtime is going all in for our listeners. We're giving away 500 bucks cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, just take a screen grab of your My Bookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. 500 bucks given away at the end of September.
2: True Lock Door, that's my quarterback. Let's go. True Lock Door, that's my quarterback. That's my QB. True Lock Door, that's my quarterback. That's my guy. Lock, That's my quarterback. That boy Drew got the cannon. You see, his
5: arm is legit. Favorite QB's his man, and I'm saying that off the rip. I'm seeing swag on see GZ. easy. I seen him rapping in G I put on low key. I'm feeling bad for the DB's. Don't forget he can move that he could throw on the run. I'm smoke with your woo. That's a fully loaded gun. Got that L zip. He gon' get it to him quick. You gon' break it for landing by trying to get a pick. Go ahead and sleep if you want him, but you gon' ring the alarm. Okay. Pointing to that thing on his arm Got what Superior it? Court Honorable Judge Judy New More than 12 every minute It's gonna be mad when they lose losing Question numbers are So they better not try Don't I know you it. heard Colin said that he's the next pop guy you We heard. gonna be Kansas City With that guy from zoo. And you can keep at my home Cause I'll be riding with Drew Drew
3: Lock,
1: dog That's my quarterback Gets me hype I know, dude Love I'm it. about ready to start a mosh pit oh, here In uh, Huddle Up Podcast <laughs> Central Alright, without further ado Let's bring him onto the show he oh, is the mad fanatic. Thanks, my friend, for joining us and spending some time with us here tonight. That song is popping. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me, by the way.
1: Course, yes, I, indeed. I, I huddle fan. It was uh fortuitous that I got a chance to see that clip of uh, the Drew Locke song. That's my quarterback. And I thought, you know, and you I I saw one of your posts that said, Hey, I got a new don't forget the new albums coming out on Friday. This was earlier in the last week. And I thought, dude, we got to get him on the show. Let's let's do it Sunday night. Here he is. And uh, the new album, Mad King. Now, we talked a little bit about it just briefly right before we went live here in the green room. But so far, so good on uh, how that that bad boy is being received by your fans? Yeah, definitely. Um, Seems like
5: nothing but love. Uh, A few different favorite songs. My favorite song in the whole project is definitely Track Squad, which is about all those fast receivers we have. And uh, I'm just excited for this year, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't been this excited in a long time. I feel like we finally got an offense. And I love defense. I'm a football fan that loves defense. But having an explosive offense, it does something to make me excited.
1: Speaking of, Zach, I know you you got some questions. Let me just get this one off my chest real quick. And then, gang, any questions you have for the Mad Fanatic, get them in the chat stream. We'll keep an eye John will keep an eye out. Buona Beast. Any super chats. Steven, we see you, George. We see you. Get him in a stream and, and we'll get to him here shortly. But speaking of wide receivers, What's your take on Jerry Judy with the, you know, there's solid 50-50 probably possibility that Cortland Sutton is going to have to sit out week one. Do you see that as potentially being the opportunity for Jerry Judy to kind of not only get his foot in the door, but kind of kick it down? Yeah,
5: I think it's a great opportunity for um, Judy to show what he can do. Um Week one, I'm sure he's excited. I'm sure he's embracing it. All those guys are so competitive. They think they're the best player in the world. And he's around some great players, training in the offseason. So I don't think the moment's going to be big, too big for him. I actually think Corey's going to end up playing, though, honestly, because I don't know. I can't, I can't picture him not playing. I think he's going to play, and I think he's still going to get a lot of targets. But I think judy has got an opportunity to really shine. I'm excited for Malik Reed, too, and Atachu. And I think they're both having big opportunities to show people that they can ball, too.
3: Well that was kind of I'll fix that. That was kind of my next question. Is do you think if it was up to you, would you have Sutton play in this game? Because I'm kind of wavy. I, I'd consider resting him to make sure he's fully healthy, but would you get him out there if he can play?
5: I would ask him if he can play for real. I don't think that I, I don't think the 10 jump attack <laughs> is, <laughs> right. the way, is the way you decide whether he's good enough. Right. I think to ask him. Right you play, you. Can you play? Can you do it? Because, like, you hear Brandon Sophie say that's something most most receivers will play with, especially week one, the adrenaline's going, you get a little shot, you're good. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't want him to injure it, so I'd probably put him on a snap count limit if he does play or even ease him in there slowly. Like, see if you can go without him. See if the guys are, are doing good without him playing. Try to not play him. But then if it looks like, yo, we might need something here, then at least have him active. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. We got a question here, a super chat from one of the superstars in our community, Steve Baumgartner jumping in. Really appreciate you, Steve, you, your support, as you know, means the world to us. He says, hey, guys, one more sleep until we have Broncos football. Question from Mad Fanatic. What do you think Locke and Judy's stats will look like at the end of the season? Do you have any bold predictions for him there?
5: Um, I don't know if it's super bold. I think I think Locke's going to have about 4,000 yards passing. I think he's going to have about – 35 touchdowns, maybe 16 interceptions. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think he's going to get close to a thousand yards. I don't think, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's going to have a thousand yards. It's really hard for rookie re- receiver to have a thousand yards, especially not being a clear number one. But I think he's going to be in the in the range. I think he's going to be close. Hopefully, he gets a thousand. So we'll see.
1: You brought I think up. He'll have a lot of catches
5: though. I think he'll have a lot of catches. Yeah. So probably around 90 catches.
1: You brought up Malik Reed. Obviously, I think we're all optimistic, especially with the buzz he was generating this year in training camp that he's going to take a a step forward and really help kind of lock down that side of of the line with Vaughn out. But as you've probably read some of the headlines, the Denver Broncos have been calling some free agent edge rushers, including the likes of Clay Matthews, including the likes of Cameron Wake. There are a few others out there, one of which joins Vaughn Miller and Cameron Wake as the only active player over 100 career sacks, and that's Terrell Suggs. Do you have a preference? Do you think the Broncos should look for a, a proven guy to kind of come in and be kind of that veteran experience, or just roll with the young dudes?
5: Me personally, even if they brought some guy in, they, they need to. I'd bring him in for kind of cheap, so he's not coming in like I'm entitled to this spot. I want to see those guys get their opportunities, man. Honestly, because I look at guys like Sizzle. To me, yeah, they're borderline watch. All of them, <laughs> like everybody <laughs> on the list, borderline watch. At best, they're gonna give you six sacks. Malik Reed might come out there and get double digits sacks. you know like he's been impressing Vaughn for years in, in uh preseason and you look at guys like Shaq Barrett who sit behind Vaughn you gotta understand Vaughn is one of them pass rushers that's not send you with knowledge he'll tell other teams little tricks to the trade you know what I mean so you're learning yeah. from Vaughn for a few years you're training like Vaughn Miller you're sitting there waiting for your opportunity you look at Shaq Barrett sitting behind Vaughn and then he goes and leads the league in sacks you know what I mean I feel like Malik Reed could be that guy. He can be – he can just, oh, my God, where did this guy come from? And he's like, sit behind Von Miller. Not going to get a lot of opportunities, but he might be amazing. So I'm hoping – what, what I would do is I would go, go with the young guys, and then if they show that they're not generating a the pass, then you bring somebody up.
1: Which it seems would,
5: like – Like, give them a vote of confidence and make it seem like I have faith that you can get it done
1: seems like the Broncos are sharing a brain with you on that because they kind of kicked the tires, but they're rolling with the young dudes, at least for week one. They're going to see how it looks. We got Jeff C. jumping in on Super Chat, one of our the superstars you, in our community. Says he loves the song, Let's Go Broncos, hashtag lock era. I, and everybody that I've seen uh, talking about that single loves it, man. And before we yeah. get into any more uh, additional football questions and Bronco-related hey, questions, hey, hey. I wanted to uh, – What's up, Miko? Wanted to uh, get your so, some insight on what it really takes because a lot of times fans of any genre of music they hear the end result and they just focus on the music and what it means to them, not re- necessarily realizing how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into creating, you know, writing the song, coming up with the beat, coming up with the melody, coming up with the hook, and all the and the and the you know the the way you fit the lyrics over the song. Can you talk a little bit about, as some, I used to do, I used to be a musician. I am a musician, but I used to do music quite a lot when I was a young guy. When you sit down and write a song, what comes first? Is it the beat? Is it the lyrics? Is it a hook that comes to your mind? How does it start for you?
5: The, not every song is the same. The, the birthing process is a little different, but for me, for the most part, it's usually the concept. I usually have the idea already of what I want to create. And then I go looking for beats. So I have a, um, I have like a network of producers I work with, and most of them have sites, websites I can go look through their folders or some kind of Dropbox folder I have where I can look for a beat that feels like what I'm looking for, and then once I find a beat, that's like, yeah, this is the vibe. For the most part, I usually don't even write the lyrics down. I just go to the studio, paste back and forth for a few minutes, come up with the idea for the hook, and then I just go in the booth and just for the most... It usually takes like an hour. But, but mind you, I put my ten thousand hours i've been making music since I was able to talk. I was singing in church when I was three. I've been writing songs since I was eighteen, so it wasn't always an hour. You know what I mean, and even when right. I go to the, my own engineer, I record myself. I built the the booth that I recorded it has a shelf with another keyboard and mouse and screen in there so I don't have to run back and forth and I record my own vocals and I go out and mix my own vocals, master the tracks, and everything.
1: very cool. I appreciate you uh dropping the curtain on us or for us to to let us into kind of your creative process. I just find that kind of thing. Fascinating as someone that really appreciates music. We got Mundungus Creevy. We call him the Broncos wizard and uh, he's jumping in on super chat, by the way, congrats on your new podcast Mundungus that you got going. Um, the mile high round what it's called. Congrats on your first episode. He says little warning next time, guys, that beat drop made my soul fall out at the volume all the way up. Hey man, should have probably. I probably should have considered that warning. Killer beat, gnarly beat, about to drop, boom, and then it comes. But uh, yeah, sorry about that, Mundungus. Sorry, but not sorry. You know what I'm saying? We got to get everybody excited here on the show. Yeah, no such thing as you know too loud of a beat.
3: Mm, I agree, unless it's peaking.
1: We got uh, Christy. We call her the Queen of Mile High Huddle. Jumping in wow. on super chat, That's and anytime amazing. she uh, super chats. The figure always has some sort of a, uh, you know, representation. In this case, everyone's thoughts and prayers are out there with Von Miller, number 58. And, uh, Christy, you know, we, we appreciate you much love to you, my friend. And congrats also on, on your new pod. She says, hashtag, this one's for Vaughn love. Thanks for bringing on the mad fanatic love MHH. So it sounds like, again, a lot of our, we we're talking about this before we went live, Andrew, that, uh, you know, there's a lot of cross-pollination in terms of there's probably a lot of people in our audience that are familiar with your music and a lot of people in your audience that might know, read, mile, to listen to our podcast. But there's also a lot of people in both kind of ponds that have not been exposed to each other. So this is great. And I know a lot of our fans, especially some who are maybe a little on the older side, they might not have ever heard your music. So I think nice. as you see, got David here. He says, jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank you, David. Love the song. Wanted to know why you all think Denver's having a hard time signing a pass rusher. Wake and Matthews did not sign. I didn't know why that was. Andrew, what's your theory? Was it money or what do you think happened there?
5: I think it was probably a combination of money and, and probably telling them, like, a lot of guys want to know what's going to be my role. They're like, how much money am I getting and what's going to be my role? And they're probably going to have to come in and compete. we got some pretty good young guns. And they're probably like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) If I'm going to come in to start and be able to earn a big check after this, cool. But if I got to compete and I might not get the touches because, you know what I mean? I I might not want to go here. I think that's probably one of the factors for sure. And I only know that because of – shout out to Aqib Taleb and his um, new podcast. But he said that he was uh, considering coming back for a year and he said – it, it depended on the money and his role. And he was like, what role am I going to have? Am I going to be starting? And then he ended up saying, I can't cover Travis <laughs> Kelsey and them boys, so I don't want no problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I think it's called In the Booth, right? His new podcast that he's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, you
3: were going to say? Well, I was in. a you know, what we like to ask the people that we bring on, I think a lot of Broncos fans would want to know is you mentioned the lock era. How did you become a Broncos fan? Like what got you started out in Broncos football and what was your, you know, your your keystone memory? Was it Elway? Was it Terrell Davis? Was it Tebow? Was it Peyton? How did you get started in Broncos country?
5: Um, well, first of all, I live in Connecticut, so it's not because I was local. Um, I have a song about it called Colors really dope song. It tells the whole story. But for me, it literally was just like, I like the colors of the jersey. I wore the jersey to school. It was when they first changed to the dark blue jerseys, but mm-hmm. I was like, I rocking with them with the light joints, even though those are cool. Um, <laughs> but as soon as they got the dark blue jerseys, I was like, I want that jersey. And then I wore it to school. One of my closest friends to this day, he was a Chiefs fan, and he started heckling me. And I'm like trying to talk junk back, but I have no idea what he's talking about because I've never really watched the team. I just like the jersey. So then I start watching the game. And it happened to be the season where they won their first Super Bowl, and I watched that whole season. And I'm repping that team because I had the jersey, and I fell in love with the team. I'm, I'm knowing that Elway failed a bunch of times. I'm watching the helicopter moment, knowing the story, and then I was just obviously hooked. And then they followed up and won again the next year. But I like the whole team. My favorite player of all time is Terrell Davis, but I like the whole team. Like Bill Romanowski is top five players for me. Like I loved Bill Romanowski those years. Um, I liked everybody on that team. Rod Smith, I'm friends with Rod Smith now. Um,
1: that yeah. was a uh, pretty fortuitous year to pick being a Broncos fan because that really was a whirlwind.
5: <laughs> Wasn't it? It was the best year ever, man. It, and, and I'm a Mets fan and I'm a Suns fan. So for me, uh-huh. what's... Like as I was watching sports, I've never watched any one of my teams actually win a championship. <laughs> I don't even really claim the Suns now though. Now I'm a crew hopper when it comes to basketball. I just rock with whoever's good.
1: John, I think you were mentioning that there's some there are people asking how to of course we're going to we're going to plug how to find the Mad Fanatics music, but since people are asking, it's you can find it on all streaming services, right?
5: Yeah. Yep, you can just Google so, The Mad Fanatic or YouTube it or go to your Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, wherever you listen to music, write The Mad Fanatic. You'll find all seven, all eight, all eight of my Broncos albums.
1: Amazon as well, Amazon Music? Yeah, Google Play, Amazon. IR, awesome. Everything. We got, uh, go ahead and throw them up there, John. What's up, my guys? We got Mark Langley jumping in, one of our, Longtime listeners and uh, pillar members of this community appreciate your generosity as always, Mark, and glad to have you in the stream, my friend. He says, What's up, my guys? What's up, Andrew Young? Longtime Bronco gang member fan here. Longtime Bronco gang member fan here. Tell G Nice Langley I said, What's up? Hashtag football priest, hashtag huddle up pod. I told you so. Mad fanatic, and keep repping. Love it. So there's, there's one of I our.
5: Too, man i know i know who that
1: is shout out to you man What's good how you been <laughs> right on um real quick i want to grab this one from one of our very generous super chat from one of our superstars and an mhh mount rushmore member wow. here george vandermark george. extremely generous and he can't make it into every stream like he was able to when everything was shut down for a while there so i guess you know when he does make it into a stream he likes to jump in from the top rope so Thank you, George. We yes. love you, my friend. You know that means everything to us, and hope everything's good on your end. He says, with my work hours, I only get to see Chad and Zach live one night per week. That being said, I'm jumping off the top row and saying, let's go, Broncos. All right. So, Andrew, while we've got you here, just a couple more minutes. I know we got to cut you loose. What's your how do you see Monday night playing out? Because as I was writing for milehighhuddle.com, our our three keys to victory article. I was trying to decide really what my view was on the Tennessee Titans. Are they going to continue that really tough kind of, we were just as comfortable on the road as we are at home type of mindset. And you can afford to have that mindset when you're running back is Derrick Henry, by the way, or was it fool's gold? And are we going to see them kind of revert back to the mean this year? What do you expect to see happen tomorrow night on Monday night football?
5: Well, there's two things. Um, playing on the road this year doesn't present the same challenges as normal with, with, Crowds not being there, but Denver presents a unique challenge to anybody who comes to the mile high. And as far as how they're gonna look on the road, I don't remember them looking good on our road. I remember beating them sixteen nothing and <laughs> not scoring on us and we had Joe flacco. So That's they true. don't see me at all. Like zero percent scared of the Tennessee Titans. Zero percent. I think we stopped the run first and foremost, and then we're gonna win the game. That's pretty much how you beat the Tennessee Titans.
1: Love it. We got Dakota. White House on YouTube saying, uh, "Mad fanatic, Ohio representation of Broncos country here." What are your X factors for the Broncos to get the dub against the Titans?
5: I mean, always don't turn the football over. That's a big one. <laughs> don't turn the ball over. <laughs> be aggressive on offense. Don't be too conservative and stop the run. Is I put like, like highlights around that one, like underline it like three times, like stop the run. That's the single biggest thing we got to do to beat Titans. And if we can generate some kind of pass rush and be aggressive on offense, I think we should win this game by double digits, honestly.
1: All right. We, uh, we're running out of time here, so before we bounce on out, we got Foxtrot Mobile jumping in to say, I'm Brandon Anthony Fox from your IG post, Fanatic. So connecting the What's dots up? there. What's up, that Brandon? Before we get out of here, I know Andrew, we were talking, you have something that you wanted to talk about before we cut you loose. We'll tell everybody how to find you and connect with you on social media and whatnot, but drop some knowledge on us on Cause 51.
5: Okay, so this season, all season, I want to raise money and awareness for this cause that's near and dear to my heart called Feed Our Vets. What they do is they feed homeless veterans across America, and I have this platform called Cause 51 for creators where Supporters can donate to help them create their content, help them amplify the message for the cause they're trying to raise money for. And from every dollar they receive, the majority of the money, 51% of the money, goes directly to the cause they're trying to raise money for. So um, if you support the cause with a donation of $2 or more each week, you will get a download of my diss song for the week, which the only people in the world that are getting this diss on are the cause 51 supporters. It's not going to be available on the streaming mm-hmm. site. It's exclusively for my Cause 51 supporters. And if you support every week of the season, I'm having a special live stream concert at the end of the year to celebrate the campaign. However much money we raise to feed our vets, It's going to be dope. We're going to write one of those big giant checks and uh, form a bunch of songs have a good time.
1: Very we, cool. love th- we love those disc, those disc tracks. So very good incentive there in more ways than one to support the Cause 51. Before we get out of here, gang, make sure you connect with – the Mad Fanatic on Twitter, at the Mad Fanatic. Follow his page on YouTube, follow his page on Facebook. One of the just a brilliant creator and obviously a great contribution, a great contributor to Broncos country canon. And one of those guys that exemplifies our little hashtag state of being, as you, as you heard him say, he's from Connecticut. And yet he told us before we went live for a couple of years, there's still a season ticket holder flying in for the home games, following the team around on the road. So, bona fide member of Broncos country here. Andrew, the Mad Fanatic, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time here tonight, and hopefully maybe later on this season we can get you back on the show.
5: Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Go Broncos.
1: All right, my friend. Go Broncos. Follow them on Twitter. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. In case you missed it, sports gambling has been legalized in the state of Colorado. Whether you're looking to place your first wager or you're a seasoned betting professional, sportsbetting.com is the place for you. With sharp odds, a huge range of lines, props, and futures, and backed by state-of-the-art data security and encryption, SportsBetting.com gives you all the tools you need to maximize your sports betting experience. SportsBetting.com is a legal and licensed sportsbook in Colorado, so with a fresh slate of games coming up in the NFL this week, plus the NBA playoffs, plus college football, you name it, head on over to SportsBetting.com and get in on the action. Check out his record, Mad King that just dropped. Phenomenal, great dude. Just as good of a guy as he is, a musician and a Broncos fan. And, you know, really grateful for him to spend some time with us here tonight. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, Bobby. And, Zach, I know we didn't tell our listeners this when we got started here tonight, but just real quick, you got to get out of here a little bit early tonight. I'll hold uh-huh. it down. But uh, just some of your your thoughts have you had a chance to listen to much mad fanatic over the years since you crossed paths and became part of Broncos country?
3: I've seen him on Twitter and I knew he was a musician. I can't say I was familiar with every single record that he put out, but based on what I've heard, Chad, he has the beats are fire. And to me, if, if I'm a big rap fan, as you know, and if you have a good beat, that's what gets me. I really don't care what's being said, what's being rapped about the lyrics. If the beat is good, it hooks me. And those beats were fire, Chad. So, yeah. uh, and just like you said, a better person. That, that whole initiative he's starting for the veterans is so amazing and so um, admirable, and it's such a great cause, Chad. So anyone who uh, wants to check it out, we definitely endorse that. It's a, he's a great guy, great Broncos fan, and a great rapper.
1: All right, you still got to dip a little bit early. It's okay if you got to go. I got a couple minutes. I saw the Rams okay. score, so I'm not uh, okay. missing much from that Cowboys defense. Let's grab this super chat here <clears throat> from our friend Zachary Smouse, who is now in the house. Appreciate your support, as always, my friend. Thank you. We've got a lot of members of the MHH community sending in selfies of that T-shirt you designed for us. So props to you, my friend. He says, still positive vibes and going 11-5. and 5. Locke will pick the team up even with injuries. Hashtag, the team is so much improved. Zachary, thank you, my friend. And Zach, to you, to kind of piggyback off Zachary here, and we always say Zachary instead of Zach to you know dif- uh, differentiate. We unveiled the Mile High Roundtable on uh, Friday at milehighhuddle.com where we tendered – I mean, we'd already kind of given our predictions on the podcast, but it was interesting reading. If you go and read the article at Mile High Huddle, it was interesting because Zach and I, our tonality was, look, we recognize there's some less than perfect situations with the way this thing is starting with Vaughn and now Sutton being banged up, but we both still maintained a pretty optimistic kind of – tone in our prediction for the team, 10 and 6, 10 and 6. And uh I hopefully that that bears some fruit for us this year
3: and starting them on tomorrow night I think the Broncos will emerge victorious it's going to be like every other most other games we saw today Chad which was low scoring kind of slow developing sloppy a lot like a preseason game but I think they'll ground and pound they'll, they'll eke out a victory and I'm so thankful Chad for the, the Titans head coach Mike Vrabel you saw the face mask he was wearing please give the ball to Derrick Henry bulletin board material let them hate he's just taunting and trolling the Broncos I pray Denver saw that, Chad, because that's a slap in the face. You don't wear something like that uh, right before a big matchup. in a Visitor uh, Stadium Week 1, I love that he gave that little edge of disrespect back to Denver. They needed that after losing Von Miller, losing Cortland Sutton potentially. That spark. And they can rally behind that. It can galvanize them. I say let him hate. I think they're going to come out tomorrow very fired up.
1: Chris Hernandez, big-time superstar member of the community. Still one of my favorite profile picks that you created there, my friend. <clears throat> on youtube appreciate the support as always you, and he said the mad king album is fires cheers to the mad fanatic sorry we missed this one while we still had andrew on the on the show with us but hashtag broncos gang really appreciate that chris yeah. click those and bell. Uh, i agree with you guys if you want to get hyped up you know tomorrow as you i mean tonight you might be finishing up watching a little sunday night football when you hop off this podcast but this live stream, but tomorrow when you wake up, you want to get yourself pumped and even more excited for Monday night football, turn on the mad King, because it's going to be nothing about or nothing, but talk about drew lock and the, and the 2020 club. So check it out. And Chris, appreciate you, my friend. And then we also had, whoop, sorry, grab Larry again, grab Larry, John. He's uh, appreciate the super chat, Larry, you the man. He says, uh, gotta win tomorrow. Can't be the only team in division to lose, hashtag Drew F and Locke, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. That's a good point. Uh, we, in fact, we titled this episode, of course, about AFC West takeaways. Let's get to that before we move on to any further comments or super chat, Zach. We saw the Chiefs basically take care of business and destroy the Texans on Thursday night. As The expected. Raiders came from behind, ended up beating the, the uh, Panthers. Well, lost the lead late and then came back and got it back and won. And then, of course, the Chargers emerged victorious today. So, what were, if there's any takeaways from what you've seen from the AFC West thus far, what would they be?
3: You and I tweeted the same thing about the Raiders almost at the exact same time that they're going to, and we, we've been saying it, Chad, for months now on the podcast. They're going to be better than many people, including Broncos fans, expect them to. It wasn't a great litmus test against Carolina today. The Carolina should have won that ball game. They went away from Christian McCaffrey for whatever reason. But that Oakland, uh, Oakland, that Las Vegas ground yeah. game, Chad, is beastly. That is scary. Josh Jacobs is a monster. Even Devontae Booker looked like a whole new running back in, in uh, the Raiders' system. Derek Carr uh, was a lot more uh, accurate. He was a lot more productive. Their their defense came through when they needed to. They're going to be kind of a thorn in the Broncos' side this year. They're not going to be this four-five-win team. They could be eight, maybe nine wins if things break correctly. That offense
1: has some potential. Yeah, I mean, they've had – you know, last year I thought they were going to pop a little bit more than they did. They just struggled to find that consistency, and a lot of times I think it's – Derek Carr not necessarily being the greatest fit for the John Gruden scheme as the trigger man. Did I say David or Derek, Derek Carr? I always um, think I'm doing kinda. it. <laughs> anyway, but you know he played pretty well today for the most part, and if he can yeah. somehow find a way to regain that 2016 version of himself, that could be a dangerous team. And I am not by any stretch making that a bold prediction. I'm not predicting the Raiders are going to be some team that destroys this year, but they. let's f- remember – The Broncos have split with the Raiders the last, what, three, four seasons now in a row for a reason. They are a tougher team than you give credit. It's just when the chips are down and the margin of error, they're one of those teams that more often than not in those situations, it wasn't today they managed to come out on top, but in those situations more often than not, they tend to self-sabotage and it all goes circling down the drain. But don't sleep on the Raiders. Chiefs look as like they picked up right where they left off last year, though, man, and that's a little bit depressing but as andrew sings about in his in the mad fanatic song uh, that's my quarterback you know hey they can have their patrick mahomes broncos fans have their drew lock Exactly. Mahomes, though, Chad, he he looked like the same Mahomes. And what's
3: scary about the Chiefs now, though, is Mahomes doesn't have to be that superhero. To give the Chiefs Clyde Edwards Hilaire is like giving Superman the Incredible Hulk's muscles. It's just unfair, Chad. I mean, now they have a dominant running game to go with that passing attack. The defense is still kind of iffy, though. Chris Jones is still beastly. They're going to still be the kings of the mountaintop, Chad, until they're pushed off. I don't see any team, the Broncos included right now, who are able to do that. Though I will say the Chargers, though, how did they lose that game to the Bengals? Right. How, how did you squander that opportunity with Tyrod Taylor starting a quarterback? I hope Justin Herbert never starts a game for them. Tyrod Taylor is terrible. And for any Broncos fan who used to call for him to be the the, uh, the Band-Aid, you see now why it was never going to work out. Uh, that team is in trouble. They have a decent defense still, have a, a decent running game. Horrible quarterbacking, uh, iffy offensive line. Joe Burrow and the Bengals should have won that game. Chad, I'm not, I'm not worried yep. about the Chargers in the least.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean Joe, Joe Burrow lost his first game, but he was impressive at times today. Is what I'll, I'll give him. I think for a first exposure to the NFL, I was more impressed yeah. than than anything. Tyron Taylor was nice. Yeah, he got a long one too. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a long scramble for a TD. But yeah, you're right. Tyrod Taylor is exactly who you and I have always thought he was anyway. He's yes. he's just a guy, you know? He's a jag, he's a, he's keeping the seat warm for Justin Herbert. So, so far the AFC West is 3 and 0 in week 1. Puts a little additional pressure Zach on the Broncos to come out and get a win, but uh, I think this is a team that that can manage those expectations. Our friend Adon jumping in, a 6 foot 10 Mexican on YouTube. Hey. Appreciate you my friend. And of course, he was stoked to see MHH and the Mad Fanatic joining forces, hashtag kiss the rings. And as well to you, Adan, congrats on your new podcast, The Mile High Roundtable. Great job, everybody over there. All right, let me see uh, Foxtrot. I, I think he said his name is Brandon. He says, everyone go to Fanatics, uh, to the Mad Fanatics website, donate for the charity he's raising. It's for helping vets, and it's worth it. Uh, this fellow right here, same same guy. Appreciate that reminder, my friend. Um, All right. Let me see here real quick, John. Do you have Stu? Zach, you still good for a minute on time? We might be able to just write it. You just say the word when you got to bounce out.
3: I mean, I was going to look at the Sutton thing. Like we talked about, I have a Darian's uh, comment here. I want to just, I want to just, you know, expand on that. Then I want to. Okay. All right. Real quick.
1: Got to tip our cap to Stu. Of course. Mile high salute. Love Zeus. McPeak in the house. And uh, I'll just, I don't know if you were watching the Friday night, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Zach, but I was watching it after the fact. And of course, that was the 19th anniversary of 9-11. And Zeus made a very generous super chat and his remarks and the kind of conversation it it uh, kicked up, you know, it just made me appreciate being an American and of course yeah. being a member of Broncos country. So Zeus, much love to you, my friend, appreciate you. And we will never forget, Chad. I mean, uh, it's an unspeakable tragedy,
3: and it seems like this year it's overshadowed what 9-11 was, but uh, we will never forget what that happened. And uh, like you said, it made us all more patriotic, more proud to be Americans. And even in this political climate right now, that for me, that's not wavering in the least. Brought us all together.
1: Brought us all together in, of course, terrible circumstances. But what a united front this country was and how I think we all kind of long for that again. All right john do you have our friend mike super chat i want to grab that real quick before the stream on my end jumps anybody else if not i can cruise down and grab it here uh real quick let me see here there he is we got mike evans a bona fide superstar and an mhh mount rushmore member are you know We are the Rocky Mountains, after all. We have a lot more room on our mountaintops than, say, you know, the real Mount Rushmore. So we got quite a few visages etched in the stone on our mountaintop. And Mike's, of course, is one of them. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. He says, in Monday's game, which will have more of an impact, our passing attack or run game? Zach, in my three keys to victory, the first thing I said is you got to control the trenches. And that means not only – repeating history and stuffing Derrick Henry, who was absolutely handled in week six last year. But for Drew Locke, you got to give him some support. You got to give him something to fall back on. And that starts with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon running rough shot over this Titans defense. Now that's of course easier said than done, but in my opinion, the the ground game in this particular matchup is going to be more important. I see that Drew Locke needs to make three big plays with his right arm. If he makes three big plays, whether it's a third down, you know, long strike, or red zone play, whatever it might be, three big plays and lean on that. You know, how many teams can say they have two Pro Bowl running backs? Get after it, Denver Broncos, unleash right. those guys. It's kind of a tricky question
3: because they go hand in hand. The obvious answer is to say that the running game is the most uh, crucial component now with Sutton at less than 100%, losing Von Miller, going up against the smash mouth team in the Tennessee Titans. The less obvious answer is the passing attack because you know Tennessee, similar to the Broncos, they're going to sell out on defense to stop the run. They know they have Phillip Lindsey. They know they just brought in Melvin Gordon paying him $8 million a year. They're going to try to run the ball and kind of ease in Drew Locke to his first season. Now, I think if they stop that, the onus falls on Locke to make the plays with his arm. I think you said it perfectly, Chad. Three or four big plays in this game, a crucial third down, something with his legs picking up a first down, uh, getting the ball in the end zone, not settling for field goals. He's going to have to do something at some point in this game. I don't know if it's in the first quarter or the fourth quarter to advance the offense and to put them in a position for them to win. If that's moving him, if it's hitting, you know, Jerry Judy on a long twenty-yard crosser to set up McManus for a field goal attempt, that's one thing. But he has to make the plays where he's asked to make them. The running game is going to be the one A plan, but Tennessee is going to sell out to stop them. And then the one B is Drew Locke, and then they're going to say. Same thing with the Broncos. We'll stop Derrick Henry. Can Ryan Tannehill beat us? Same thing for Denver.
0: This is the Overtime
2: Podcast Network. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern tool and equipment is a problem solvers paradise there's nothing we can't find fix or figure out together we're made for this start solving your projects today at northerntool.com not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
1: Well said. Well said, my friend. We got to grab this super chat. And again, thank you, Mike. Much love to you, my friend. Bobby in the house Wow. Getting back on her feet after that tussle with the bug that she'll go unmentioned. That's amazing. Thank and you. And generous as she is, as she is want to be. Poppy, we love you and appreciate you and uh, means a lot. Trust me. It really means a lot to us. Your, your contributions in the community, creating, helping create the conversation and supporting what we do here at MHH. It really does mean a lot. She says, thanks for the mad fanatic. Good to see him. Love MHH and go, Broncos, Zach. I gotta say, <laughs> Mundungus brought it up. I didn't really consider it, but I hope everyone, uh, you know, no one. I hope no one had a stroke when all of a sudden we went from. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you love us, share it out there. Boom! All of a sudden the boot drops. <laughs> I thought it was popping, dude. I thought it was cool, but Same. hey, you know, we
3: have party. headphones in too, so it was it was pretty loud. But you know, nothing that I I listen to my music loud naturally in the gym in the car, so it's no big deal for me.
1: All right. Let me see here. Um, John, I don't think we did get Royal. If you can grab him. Um, All right. So Zach, before you get out of here, we're getting, I know you got to get moving here soon. What do you expect to see? Well, let's grab this super. And then I'll ask you this question from Royal. Really appreciate your support. My friend means a a lot. New name too. I believe a new word name. We saw him I think last week once and it's, just means everything to us, man. Keep coming back and and participate in the conversation. And we love it. He says, quick thought here's, I guess this is a nice segue into what I was going to ask you. Anyway, if Sutton and KJ Hamler can't go, how do you guys feel going into tomorrow with Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick? Personally, I'm kind of curious to see Hamilton given that he looked better with Drew, of course, referring to down the stretch last year. So, a quick update. Thank you, Royal. We're going to talk, we're going to break it down right now. So, for those of you who missed it, there's a full injury report up at myelaheddle.com. You can check it out after the podcast. But KJ Hamler is listed as questionable. But Mick Fangio basically made it sound like on Saturday that he's more on the doubtful side of questionable. But Sunday, you know, I'm sure he's resting today. Tomorrow, he's probably going to be able to rest for three quarter. I mean, basically the whole day, morning, afternoon. Evening until they have to make a decision. But if indeed Sutton, who's basically characterized as 50 50, if both he and Hamler are no go, how does that affect your outlook on the Broncos? And what does that mean for the game plan?
3: I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, they have to roll with the punches and adjust to the injury situations. I don't think Hamler is going to play with that hamstring. They're not going to chance it. Even though he's cutting at full speed now, give him another week, make sure he's fully healthy. Sutton, I get the feeling I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I think they're going to have him out there. At the very least, they're making this a a mental game, gamesmanship with Tennessee, not declaring Sutton status, leaving them open and wondering up until the game time, up until the inactives come out. If they don't play, though, you still have Jerry Judy, who's been as advertised in training camp, even for a rookie. You have Tim Patrick, who had solid chemistry with Drew Locke last year. And Deshaun Hamilton had a solid training camp this year. You have a tight end Noah Fant. You have two good running backs. I I mean, you can still survive, and he can still lock. He can still be productive through the air without Sutton and Hamler. I'm not worried about Hamler. He wasn't going to be a 1,000-yard guy anyway. I would prefer Sutton to be out there. I just don't want him to be... Uh, aggravated further, I don't want that shoulder to be you know weakened even more. I don't want anything to happen to him. If, if they could just sacrifice the short term for the long haul.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the coaches, you just got to trust him. If he says he's good, let him go out there and prove it. And if you see him alligator arm a, a pass, then pull him off the field and let him live to, to fight another day. What's he going to say though? I mean, he's he's going to want to play. He's not going to say, oh, "I don't want to play." Uh, he's not going to be like Juwan James, like I'm opting out. I don't care. Right. I, I agree, and there are. but the problem is the coaches do have to walk a little bit of a, a razor's edge because oftentimes players, it's like Fangio brought up, if he can do 10 uh, jumping jacks, then I'll let him play. He said that kind of jokingly, but he was serious because I like it. NFL coaches, they know that players will, especially young guys, will give, I mean, they'll sacrifice a lot to get out there on the field, and it's not always in theirs or – the team's best interest, if they really are compromised. It's like we talked about on Thursday night. They're warriors. They battle through. It really comes down to pain tolerance. And in that equation, depending on how high your pain tolerance is, is also going to affect, as you're injured, how effective you are. So if you can play injured and still maintain that effectiveness, then by all means, you know, play so long as it's not, as you said, Zach, compromising you further and costing you perhaps games down the road. Am I – and
3: guys, let me know in the comments, last thing I want to say, Chad. Am I crazy for not liking that whole litmus test, that whole barometer for Sutton to play? If he was like some third-string guard or some punter, I wouldn't care. But if, if he has to do calisthenics and jumping jacks, if that's the determining factor, whether a guy with a shoulder injury is going to play or not, and not just a guy, but an all pro caliber wide receiver, your best wide receiver, a top 10 guy in the NFL. I just don't like that being the ter- determining factor. Pain tolerance, what the doctors are saying, what Sutton's saying, that's one thing. But I hope Fangio was joking. But like you said, it seemed like he was serious. He's a very old school guy, Vic. He's, he's set in his ways. If he can do 10 jumping jacks, he's going to play. I'm not sure about that. Maybe I'm overreacting. Let me know
1: in the comments. I really wasn't rubbed wrong by it, to be honest with you, but you know, he he's basically no matter which way we classify it. He's going to have to, I don't think the coaches are just going to trust him. If he says I can go like they might want, whether that's right or wrong, they're going to want to, you know, see him stretch, see him do some things like make sure it's okay because, and it's not because they're tyrants or anything or control freaks. They don't want him to injure himself further. If they don't feel like he can go and really make a contribution, they don't want him risking further injury. Mondungas, we're going to grab this super chat here in just a second. First, though, we missed one early in the show. We got to re-engineer it the old-fashioned way. Appreciate the super chat, as always, my friend. And, again, congrats on your new pod. He says, after what I saw today, 11-5. and Then Sing Song, right, from Wizard of Oz. We're off to see The Wizard, the wonderful Bronco Wizard. <laughs> it's my theme music. Do you like it? Hey, not bad, dude. But here's the thing. I'm not sure the Mad Fanatic would sign off on that. You know what I'm saying? Like Wizard of Oz um, musicals, kind of faux pas, especially in comparison to Drew Locke. That's my quarterback. Now, that was a track that was, that was slapping, Zach, as the kids say yep. today. It was. Yeah, it was bumping. And uh,
3: the way he worked in the Jeezy line in there and showing Locke rapping on the bench, he just uh, loved it.
1: All right. Then we grab this one from our friend Mike, the Broncos wizard. Appreciate you. Thank you. He says uh, Tom Brady found out that the grass is not always greener on the other side. And Zach, that, that was a Watch. game I, I watched from front to back today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unlike Peyton Manning, who was able to start off his career with a new team with a dub, the Broncos beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on opening night against, uh, or in week 12. Back in or week one in in 2012, geez. But Tom Brady didn't get to follow suit. He, it looked like they might at first, when they scored first, I was like, ooh, Brady's fired up. Like, geez, this might be like a, you know, um, comeback to end all comebacks. But no, no, they easily got out dueled out just everything by New Orleans. But then again, Zach, it is really tough to win in that dome. And especially with, this is a, these saints, man, they're one of the contenders for a reason. Tampa Bay. Yes. You got Tom Brady and you've got some weapons, but you got to be able to prove that you can win big games. And so far they've come up short, at least in their one opportunity. He's washed. We, we we were saying that they might be like
3: an eight and eight, nine and seventeen. They'll be, you know, on the plus side of the win column, but Brady is not the same Brady as he was even three years ago. And that pick six that he threw, Chad, was one of the worst balls he's thrown in quite some time. And the game changed right there. They were really in it. And you kind of thought at the end they were coming back and it was typical Brady magic, but not against the Saints team. Not even in New Orleans, without a crowd, without that electric atmosphere, just too much to handle. That uh Bucks defense still susceptible. Brady is just not the quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be. And all the talk about Gronkowski, what did he do? It's still the O.J. Howard show there. So, you know, I don't know. It it doesn't do anything for me. I still think he's going to retire after this year, and he should have retired
1: after last season. Zach, listen, gang. For those of you who questioned the fact that Zach covers the Dallas Cowboys as well as the Denver Broncos for one of his jobs, the fact that you got a Cowboys game going right now, their first of the season, and he has spent – the first quarter entirely talking to you guys instead of diligently watching the game so that he can prepare his notes and have an article ready for after the game and all that stuff. Zach, I know you got to go soon, but let's grab this one more here from Dennis and, and yeah. then we'll cut you loose. Appreciate you, my friend, with the rocking the MHH dad hat. Thank with you, aplomb, Dennis. Looking good, my friend. He says, as a 71-year-old man, rap is not my favorite genre. However, Mad Fanatic's song is pretty cool go Broncos hashtag state of being hashtag Denver Broncos for life. When I hear that, Dennis, I'm, I think everybody has seen the movie die hard, but is it die hard one or die hard two? And he, he says, uh, you know, how do I, how do I get to you? Or how do I make you feel pain or whatever? And he goes, play some rap music. <laughs> that's that's the first one. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's what it <laughs> reminds me of. But, Great movie. But Zach, if you got to dip out, it's all good. My friend, we, uh, you know, tomorrow night's going to be a big podcast. Yes. It's going to be appointment listening. Whether, regardless of what goes down in Powerfield at Mile High, Zach and I are going to be going live literally seconds from the final gun with the gut reaction. So it won't be too long from now that we'll be seeing you again. But if you got a dip, my friend, thanks for making some time tonight. I know that – It came at a little bit of a sacrifice, but hopefully it was worth it. And I know it was worth it to the community. Yeah,
3: I always, I I never want to miss a podcast, Chad. And even though the Cowboys are on right now, I had to connect with our audience and update everyone. And it's the last Bronco, it's the last podcast before the Broncos season starts. It's the last one we're going to do before that game starts. So I wanted to hop on here. And uh, I do have to leave. It's about 10 minutes early, Chad. You can hold it down for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Thank you guys. I apologize in advance. I will be back in my full schedule, my full hour plus tomorrow night after the game. You're going to see more than likely. Hang in there. A Broncos victory might be sloppy, might be low scoring. The Broncos will start out one to zero. Let them hate. Keep on moving. As
1: and you're on the way out the door, thank you, Fly for that, Hunter, Hunter. Appreciate the super chat. A name I don't recognize on super chat, so welcome and thank you. Hopefully, we keep seeing you. He says, Zach, you are the truth. Last year, we all drank the Flacco Kool Aid at first, but you did not. That's including me. I was, I was like trying to make you know orange colored glasses out of Flacco. You call out players and coaches and keep the rest of us grounded. Thank you. Hashtag truthslayer. Hashtag keeping it real. Hashtag state of being. That's a good cool, way to send yeah. you off tonight, I think.
3: Yeah, very cool, you fly fish hunter. Thank you so much. And uh, we hope you stick around. I-, I think your opinion, based on some of the pushback I've gotten on Twitter, I, I think your opinions are the minority, but I, I definitely do appreciate your, you know, your generosity and your compliments. And uh hopefully it's the uh the majority opinion though, Chad. That's all I'll say. Amen. All right, dude. I know you got a
1: you got a dip. So we'll see yes, you tomorrow sir. Thank you guys. All right. Later, we'll see you. All right. In the meantime, we got a few more minutes. We'll grab some more questions and see if there's any super chats I might have missed. Uh, let me uh, let's see if it'll allow me to. Looks like, let me see. Will it allow me to do the old oh there's only one way if it's just me, but no background. That's okay. Um, Chris on Facebook, appreciate the question, my friend. What's up, Mile High Huddle? Do you all think we'll sign a pass rusher after week one when contracts have no guarantees? Look, I think there's a reason why the Broncos really quickly kicked the tires on Clay Matthews first and then Cameron Wake second. I do think that you'll see them bring in someone sooner rather than later, and it'll be after week one. I'm still holding out that it's going to be T-Sizzle. Terrell Suggs. I mean, he's 37. Cameron Wake is 38. Clay Matthews is 34. But T. Sizzle, you know, he had – he played for two teams last year, the Cardinals and the Chiefs. He got in there late in the Chiefs season, ended up getting a second ring. Of course, he got a ring with the Baltimore Ravens that year. They upset the Broncos in the divisional round, which was unfortunate. But So now he's got two rings. But he had five-and-a-half sacks with the Cardinals playing for Vance Joseph. And then he got another sack, I think – with the Kansas City Chiefs as a rotational pass rusher. But as the Mad Fanatic said when, uh, when he was with us, and he's still on the stream, so appreciate you, Andrew. Uh, it really does also come down to these veterans feeling confident in whatever role the Broncos are going to give them. So I, I do think it boils down in terms of the equation. If you were looking at it as a pie chart, I think 90% of that pie would be money and 10% would be roll, I'm sure there are players out there who would be a little bit different in terms of the the equation, the split there, but we'll see. I do think they will sign someone. I mean, just look at what happened last year, okay? When Bradley Chubb went down in week four, it didn't happen right away, but eventually the Denver Broncos went out and signed Jeremiah Attachew, and then it ended up paying dividends because not only did he make a – a sizable impact last year, especially down the stretch, three and a half sacks in the final, I want to say final five games, three and a half sacks. But the Broncos re signed him and he turned out to be a at least a two year contributor here in Denver. You know, if he ends up playing the season and there's no reason to think that he won't. So uh, we'll see, but it probably will come after week one. The robot of doom on YouTube jumping in, appreciate the question. Anyway, the Broncos use Sutton as a decoy, just like Terrell Davis was in Super Bowl 32. Which is true for those of you who can think back to Super Bowl 32, about halfway through the game, maybe a little longer. My, I can't remember exactly what it was in the game, but he started getting his migraine headaches and he would go blind. Some people that have the migraines, they they lose their vision temporarily and they get those stars in their eyes and whatnot. And he's told Coach Shanahan, look, I can't see out there. And he said, Look, we don't need you to do anything, just be a decoy. And it ended up helping the Broncos. But you can only do that short term, especially if you're blind. Right? In Sutton's case, as a decoy, I think you could use him that way. You know, you could use him that way if you if the opponent sees him out there during uh, pregame warm-ups and he's doing his thing, and you know, look, they go, wow, he's he's gonna play. Look, looking like Cortland Sutton, they might sell out to, you know, some coverages, roll an additional safety early, give some Jerry Judy some one on ones, give some additional room maybe to Noah Fant. It's possible. But Vic Fangio was kind of said it jokingly on Saturday about the the jumping jacks, but I do think he's going to make him jump 10 jumping jacks, even to to be a decoy. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I hope he does play one way or another. Obviously everyone hopes that he plays George. Appreciate you, my friend. And for what it's worth gang, I've seen that. So last night I hopped on to watch on YouTube, mile high insiders live stream. And on my phone, my YouTube app on my phone, the stream was being really glitchy and weird on YouTube, but then I'd be on Facebook or on Twitter and it would be solid. So I'm going to reach, and this is now I think that either this for huddle up anyway, second stream in a row where there was some issues with YouTube. And so I'm going to reach out to Streamyard and see what's going on say, Hey, why are we having some connectivity issues uh, on YouTube? And maybe it's probably on YouTube side, to be honest with you. But I'm still going to reach out and find out what's going on there. Um, all right, let me see here. Bear with me one sec. John, with a, with a point here on YouTube, with talking about Sutton and availability. Back in the day, they gave Shannon Sharp a shot in his leg just to get his you know what out there. So what? So what's the deal, fellas? No pain, no gain. Come on, guys. You either play or opt out. John, I get you what you're saying. You know, look, as we have talked about, like, with regard to surgeries and with Vaughn getting access to, you know, world-class medical treatments and, and approaches and medicines, for players, anyone who knows an NFL player will tell you that those Toradol shots that they get access to at the beginning of the game, if they choose to take one, you feel no pain, and it gives guys a little bit of a lift, it gives – Guy's a little bit of a rush, <clears throat> but the risk you run, yeah, you can say, John, hey, just take the shot, little cortisone as well, get him out there. You can say that, and maybe he'd make an impact, but what if he aggravates the injury? What if he makes it worse, and what it, what he needs is instead rest? So that's a dilemma that the coaches have to solve, and that's why you really have to trust the player if he tells you he can go. And maybe just say, all right. Well, like that's one thing Zach and I differ on is if Anjo says, all right, you say you can go. I want to protect you for the season, so prove it to me. Prove that you can do some jumping jacks, and we'll go ahead and suit you up and get you out there. So we'll uh, we'll see how it shakes out. For those of you who missed it, Henry Ruggs, he looked good early on in that game. Three quick catches, fifty-five yards, and then he had a kind of a scary injury. But I don't know what the what the uh, prognosis is, if he's going to miss more time or what the situation is there. But uh, yeah, robot of doom asking another question. I see that question here. Bear with me one second. The chat stream, John, I think it is affecting the chat as well, being a little bit slow. Mile high beauty wants to know, did we ever sign that pass rusher from the Chicago bears? This, the he hasn't been signed yet, but the, CV testing protocol is now three tests. So I'm trying to think. I want to say it was Friday that the report came out. Might have been Thursday. Let's say it was Thursday that the report came from Benjamin Albright that um, Isaiah Irving is in Denver and that he's got to pass through COVID. And once he passes through, oh, I said it, dang it. Once he passes through the test, he's going to be signed to the practice squad. So let's see, one day test and then one day test and then two days. So that'd be Saturday test. So today he would have to pass today and then wait one more day, I think. So if there's going to be movement on that front, if he is indeed going to land on the practice squad, I would expect that we're going to hear news of that. If not tonight, then in the morning, if you missed it on Twitter, John wants to know what we make of the Mike Rabel mask talking about Derek Henry. You know, it's just, it's a little, uh, It's just bulletin board material. If you you want to be honest, I think they got a little bold with how, you know, that, that romp that Derek Henry went on basically middle of the season on and just how dominant he was in the playoffs. I think they got a little big for their britches because the truth is this was something that mile high huddles, Trevor judge pointed out in the mile high round table. And it's true. Traditionally, Derek Henry, he kind of starts slow, but he ends with a bang. So, as a, as a running back who traditionally starts slow, maybe his head coach is trying to kind of, you know, manifest some destiny and trying to kind of call his shot. But if the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior, well then I would say that it's more likely that he's going to struggle early on. And all they did with that mask is give the Denver Broncos some bulletin board material. So we'll see how it shakes out. But guys, holding it down here. The last few minutes, we're approaching the one hour mark. So I'm going to dip out as well and, you know, enjoy the rest of this football Sunday. Of course, it's going to be one of the rare football Sundays this year without the Broncos Broncos start on Monday night football. And of course, you know, we're all pining, just waiting on pins and needles for the Denver Broncos. And they end up being the last game of the week. And not only a Monday night, but the second game in a Monday night doubleheader, but I'm, Confident, the the, the weight is going to be worth it. I really do. I picked the Broncos to win. Pick the Broncos to win. I want to win, uh, I say my score is twenty three seventeen. And hey, Drew Lock gets his fifth career win. Is if it shakes out the way I see it. Check out the three keys to victory. We got some content up at milehighhuddle Previewing the game. There's the keys to victory. There's the injury report. There's the mile high roundtable. Go check that stuff out, gang. When you get some time after this podcast. But uh, we got to get going for now. So in the meantime, thank you to each and every one of you for joining us, whether you were on YouTube or Facebook or Periscope. Appreciate you spending some time and not only joining and listening, but if you're participating in the chat stream and and contributing to the conversation, that's what the reason why we started doing these live streams is we wanted you guys to have a say in the direction of these conversations, in the direction of the program. And it's a mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars. You guys literally mean the world to us, and I hope you know that. Our Facebook supporters, much love to you. Shout-out to you guys. You can see here on the ticker below. A lot of names that are familiar as also Super Chat superstars, including Bobby, Steve Griffith, uh, Jerry. Much love to you guys. And, you know, it's gotten to a point where I can't name everybody, but uh, appreciate you guys. And if you're on Facebook, you want to support what we're doing, become an official Mile High Huddle supporter. Just go to Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddle. Go to the page. You'll see the big blue button that says become a supporter. Click that. Boom. You're locked in. In the meantime, guys, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. While you're at it, follow at MileHigh Huddle. That was weird. Might might be my computer. I don't know what's going on in my internet, but we'll get out of here. Mile High Huddle. You can find me on Twitter, at Chad N. Jensen. And then, of course, my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. And the producer, Juana Beast, at John K. MHH. We'll see you tomorrow night. We It's not going to be at 6 o'clock like it usually is, right? Because the gut reaction is going to come immediately following Broncos-Titans. So, hopefully, you guys are down to stay up a little bit late tomorrow night because the game is going to be late and then the podcast is going to be a little bit late. But trust me, it's going to be fire whether they win or lose. We're predicting a win with this podcast here. But either way, you're going to, be, you're going to want to be a part of that conversation. So we'll see you then. We'll see you tomorrow night. Keep your chin up. And, uh, you know, shout out to the Mad Fanatic for giving us some time tonight. It was great talking with him. His music is phenomenal. Bounce to the Mad King tomorrow. Get even more hype for Broncos Titans and uh, stream it, Spotify, Uh, It's on all the listening services. Whatever you're listening to, iTunes, well, whatever it is, you can find Mad King, and it's all about the 2020 Broncos, so go check that out. But I'm going to get out of here for now, guys. For Zach Kelberman, for John, shout-out to the Mad Fanatic. I'm Chad Jensen. We'll see you tomorrow night. You've been listening to the
2: Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com
1: to keep the conversation going.